Well, 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 Jack. Episode 9 of Season 6. Who thought we'd get there? Who thought we'd get to Episode 9? I know. It's been a roller coaster of a journey, Si. So it has. Quite so a few, it has. Quite a few interesting cases along the way, I think. Mm-hmm. Some good headlines, uh, too. Yep. It's been a whistled-stop tour of some high-quality journalism and... So it has. Advocacy. And it was a really good joke you made in the last podcast. So what more jokes, Jack? Any more jokes you have for us? Yeah, I've got... I've a got, heap. I've got a heap of them, Si. Go on right, in. I'm here all week. Um, okay. I'll give you one. Right. Come on in. Knock, knock. Who's there? Little old lady. <laughs> Little old lady who? <laughs> You've heard it before, Si. I never knew you were partial to a bit of yodeling. Ah, good stuff. Right. Okay. Gosh, this podcast is amazing. Five, six, seven, eight. Welcome to the Blackadder's Employment Team Podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is intended for managers and business owners and should keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is the Law Pen Headlines season. We take a look at the stories making headlines and ask, is this case for real? How did the employer get away with that? And what is the law behind the headlines? This episode is brought to you by the thepodcasthost.com, the ultimate how-to podcast resource on the internet. They can help you with anything podcast-related, be that planning and launching your show, equipment and editing, growing an audience and even monetizing the show. Check out their free step-by-step guide on how to start your own podcast and you can access this at thepodcasthost.com slash start. Good stuff. Right. Okay, let's go then. This um, week we're talking about the case of Williams against the Westbury Hotel Limited. Nice. Is that a swanky gaff, was it, Si? It is. The Westbury Hotel is a five-star hotel based in Mayfair, London. Very good. Mayfair. Okay, and Mr. Williams commenced employment there. He was a chef. A Michelin-starred chef. A Michelin-starred chef. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's top end, top of the range. Top end. Um, he commenced employment in January 2011, and the restaurant, which is part of the hotel, was named Alan Williams at the Westbury. Hmm. Alan with a Y. Mm-hmm. Who's Alan Williams? Is he the owner? Or? Yeah, that's yeah. the claimant. Ah, all right, of course. So he's named it after himself. Good. <laughs> Not got much of an ego, obviously. Exactly. So the restaurant received um, many recognitions and accolades, including an entry into the AA Restaurant Guide with three Rosette Award, gaining a fourth Rosette three years later. Mm-hmm. In October 2012, the restaurant was awarded one-star rating in the Michelin Guide. I should say Mr. Williams was paid a whopping... How much do you think he was paid, Jack? Uh, 50 grand? Nope. Top-end hotel in London, 116 grand a year. Oof. 116 grand a year. Nice. Mr. Was, job. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Williams was regarded as the ambassador of the restaurant, had a great deal of control and autonomy in running the restaurant. One fateful Sunday, 28th of July 2019, Mm -hmm. Mr. Williams used the restaurant to host a private lunch for his friends and family, including his own children. He set up an improvised set of football goals using the restaurant's armchairs and a small net he had brought with him. What a character. That sounds like a high-quality Wembley pitch. (laughs) His two young boys started playing football as young boys do, and their play involved kicking and throwing the ball against the walls and ceilings, diving onto the sofa bench to catch the ball. 
taking a run and jump on the sofa bench and wrestling with each other on the sofa bench. Gosh, they sound pretty lively boys, don't they? Yeah, takes me back to my childhood, me and my brother Cammy growing up. I'd have been scalped for that behaviour, I think, wouldn't I? I think you would have been disciplined. Mm-hmm. The judgment records the following. One of the boys took from the bar a small bottle of Tabasco sauce and dipped the bottle in his mouth. The other boy, on 14 separate occasions, took some sugar cubes from the bowls and laid out for breakfast. On one of these occasions, the small boy took a sugar cube after wiping his nose. <laughs> Another occasion, after scratching his groin through his trousers. <laughs> That's what it says in the judgment. Okay, and so the Westbury Hotel was actually owned by Mr Azaz Cola. Mr. Cola. Mr. Cola. Mr. Coca-Cola. Mr. Azaz Cola. Azaz. Um, He was clearly unhappy at Mr. Williams' behaviour, and as a result, the hotel took disciplinary action against Mr. Williams. Okay, so Mr. Cola asked the hotel manager to conduct an investigation into this event. So on the 3rd of September, so bear in mind that event took place on 28th of July, so some months afterwards... 3rd September, the investigation meeting involved the hotel manager asking 51 questions of Mr Williams and noting his answers. Okay. So, 51 questions, eh? The thrust of the investigation was that Mr Williams had used the restaurant without permission, Mm -hmm. even though it's got his own name on the door. Exactly. During the 51 questions, Mr Williams explained that he had used the restaurant before for a private function on 61 previous occasions. He must have a lot of functions, eh? <laughs> no. He's only been employed for, what, less than 10 years? <laughs> and the, whole, the hotel manager noted this, but didn't investigate that point, so he didn't look into it any further. Okay. After the investigation meeting, the hotel manager instructed Mr Williams not to attend work, and Mr Williams was suspended. So again, okay. if an incident happens on 28th of July, investigation takes place the 3rd of September, And after that, what happens next, Jack Boyle? So, 5th of September, so what, a couple of months after the the incident, Mm -hmm. um, soon after the investigation meeting, Mr. Cola, the owner, spoke to Mr. Williams and told him that Mr. Williams has acted as if he owned the restaurant. I mean, his name's in the door, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly, it kind of is. It's the (laughs) Alan Williams restaurant. Um, And he also advised Mr. Williams that he did not ever want to eat Mr. Williams' food again. That's brutal, isn't it? Hear that as a chef. I know, that's the worst kind of criticism. I'm not going to eat your food because I don't like your food. Yeah, it's like a client saying to me, I never want you to represent me again. (laughs) Okay, so Mr. Kula instructed the HR director to conduct a disciplinary hearing. Again at this meeting on the 1st of October... Mr. Williams explained that he was supervising his guests for the duration of the, vit- of the visit and that no damage was done to the restaurant. Despite this, the HR director dismissed Mr. Williams on the basis of gross misconduct. Mm-hmm. He never saw that one coming, did he? Ah, that's the best <laughs> joke ever. Never saw that one. Cumin, C-U-M-I-N. Highly original. <laughs> In any case, the allegations were upheld. Um specifically that his use of the restaurant and the kitchen was unauthorised. He allowed his children to play in the restaurant and touch company goods. Other non-members of staff were allowed to access the kitchen. It sounds like a pretty 
walk and roll type of kitchen. <laughs> Gosh, we're on the fire stage, Jack, aren't we? They're just rolling off the tongue, these food-related puns. <laughs> okay. In Bournemouth, the Westbury Hotel dismissed Mr. Williams on the 11th of October 2019. However, they did not inform the restaurant staff or the public about his dismissal until late November 2019, so over a month later. Okay, so a bit of a delay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Williams appealed... And his appeal was to be heard by the general manager of the hotel. Again, Mr. Williams reiterated his previous defence that I've done this 61 other times without any problem. The appeal was unsuccessful. Okay, Mr. Williams then lodges a claim against the hotel for unfair dismissal. So what should the headline be, Jack, for this set of circumstances, do you think? Mm, Mayfair... Unfair. <laughs> Mayfair hotel employee unfairly dismissed. Oh, okay. How's about hotel owner gives Mr. Williams a pizza his mind? <laughs> <laughs> That's rubbish, isn't it? That's like, I like that. Pizza his mind. Pizza his mind. If you can't stand the heat, get out the goddamn kitchen. Good one, Jack. Good one. Tabasco sauce, hot. <laughs> okay, okay. Heaven actually was... Michelin-starred chef Alan Williams wins unfair dismissal claim against the Westbury Hotel. That's rubbish, isn't it? Not mm. sensational at all. Not spicy like ours. No. So what was taken into account during the hearing, Si? Well, as you'll know, unfair dismissal, the test is the virtual test, three-step test. One, the employer's a genuine belief. Secondly, based on reasonable grounds. And thirdly, with as reasonable investigation as is warranted in the circumstances. So three-step test. Genuine belief, reasonable grounds, reasonable investigation. Okay. In this case, strangely, the day before the tribunal hearing, the lawyers representing the Westbury Hotel advised the tribunal that the HR director was not going to be attending the hearing. Instead, they would be relying solely upon her witness statement. That is bad form, I think, for the lawyer to say the day before. She's not attending there for lying in the statement. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit unfair for the claimant, for the Michelin chef, because he doesn't then get a chance to cross-examine. No, to, to challenge her credibility. Exactly. And what came out in evidence was the fact that both the hotel manager and the general manager were aware of the fact that Mr. Williams had hosted private events as early as March 2019. Okay, so investigating officer, hotel manager, appeal officer, general manager, they both knew Mr. Williams had hosted events in March 2019. Yeah. Interesting. And in addition to that, another feature of the evidence was the fact that before Mr. Williams was suspended, the general manager, so the appeal person, was summoned to speak to Mr. Cola, the owner, about the event in July 2019. The general manager attended Monaco with Mr. Cola nice. to discuss the incident in July 2019. Well, that seems really unfair, given the fact that Mr. Cola is clearly wanting uh, Mr. Williams out the restaurant, isn't it? Indeed. He's clearly the puppet master behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Monkey grinder and what's the expression? Organ grinder. Organ grinder and monkey. Okay, so first question, did the employer have a genuine belief of misconduct? The employment judge found that the hotel did not have a genuine belief of misconduct, so they they failed the first test. The employment judge stated that the true reason for Mr. Williams' dismissal was because Mr. Kola had instructed the general manager 
and the HR director to dismiss him. The judge found that these two, Oldsmere commas, felt obliged to do that, to meet Mr. Cole's expectations and regain his trust, fearing repercussions for themselves if they failed to do it. Wow. Sounds like a fairly dominant employer. Mafiosa still, isn't he? Yeah. Tony Soprano still, don't you? Tony, Tony Soprano. Soprano impression? Um, no. I'll do it at the end for you, <laughs> Okay, why? Why? Okay. See, Anticipation, come on, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, first test, fail. Fail. Again, second part of the test, the employment judge found that the gross misconduct finding was not based on reasonable grounds. So the HR director's little letter of dismissal is basically devoid of any details um, and doesn't cover anything about Mr. Williams' assertion that he used the restaurant as a kitchen privately on a number of occasions. And on top of that, the HR director didn't take into account Mr. Williams' length of service, clean disciplinary record, and exemplary performance. So it's, I mean, it's... Not going well for the hotel, is it? Not going well, and you can maybe see why the HR director decided to pull a sickie on the, <laughs> the evening of the tribunal. I understand. So first test, genuine belief, fail. Second test, reasonable grounds, fail. And the third test, investigation, the employment judge was unhappy with the hotel's investigation. The judge criticised the fact the hotel manager had asked 51 questions without investigating Mr Williams' responses. In fact, the hotel manager did not deviate from his script and did no further investigation. No investigation of what was ever recorded. There was never a finding that disciplinary action should follow. Um, so again, that should have been found. So the hotel manager should have said, listen, this merit disciplinary action, that didn't happen. And it's funny because, again, the person who heard the appeal could have potentially cured the unfair dismissal, couldn't he? Yep, he could have done that. All the, you know, they could have investigated these points. 61 previous private functions. It sounds like a bit of a stretch. They must have known about that. So totally. Sure, they could have investigated that and potentially discredited it. Totally. So surprise, 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 surprise. It was found to be an unfair dismissal. Having said that, Jack... There's a fork in the a road. Sting in the tail. A sting in the tail. What's the sting in the tail, Jack? Then. So the sting in the tail is the fact that the tribunal found that, unfortunately for Mr. Williams, his own conduct did contribute to his dismissal. And what they said was that Mr. Williams' behaviour, insofar as it relates to him allowing children to play in the restaurant with a football by facilitating improvised goal posts, <laughs> by not supervising the children properly, <laughs> e.g. taking sugar cubes with their hands from the sugar bowls, <laughs> jumping, wrestling, and doing uh, headstands on the sofa bench, <laughs> basically by acting as kids do, that was culpable behaviour. So how much was it reduced by, Jack? What percentage was it reduced by? It was reduced by a cool 30%. Wow, wow, wee wow. So given that he's in a high earning salary, mm -hmm. 116 grand, yeah. Um, how much did he get compensation-wise then? So he got, f after being sliced 30%, he got £57,176. Okay, good. So, so almost been, 60 grand, almost potentially. Almost 60 grand. So he, he would have been at the statutory cap. Totally. Which is about 80-odd something. Okay, so that concludes this crazy tale of Mr. Michelin-starred Williams. Yeah. Alan Williams. It's, uh, in the words of Tony Soprano... Oh, here we go. Here, come on, chat. This is this is really one for the Mayfair 
hotel. They really just need to forget about it. <laughs> you need to get the hand gesture right as well. You need to. Well, I can't see that, unfortunately. You so. just need to imagine me with my thumb against my first two fingers. Forget about forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Okay, so what are our three takeaway tips, JB? So, tip number one if you've got an ulterior motive for getting rid of somebody, don't mask it as misconduct. You know, don't try and disguise it when there is an underlying real reason. E.g. don't like the person. So don't mask. Who baby adds the... Mask. Mask. Um, okay, so tip two, remember to investigate. Again, they failed on the first and second test, but also they yeah. failed most importantly on the third test. Investigate. They could have potentially cured the dismissal, making it fair, but the general manager failed to do that. So that was held to be an unfair dismissal. It's amazing how many of the cases throughout this um, season have actually fallen down on the investigation hurdle. I know, I know. Tip three, make sure your witnesses attend the hearing <laughs> and are prepared. Uh, yeah. your, your witnesses are, are your key players as an employer. If you want to defend the fairness of a dismissal, having the key witness, the HR manager, cry off the night before the hearing. Cry off. I wouldn't have liked to have been that lawyer having to, no, having to deal with that. Employment judge irately saying what the actual, yeah, burden mm-hmm. Okay, if you like this podcast, then please tell your friends about this. Um, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them to subscribe in iTunes and they will love it. L-O-V-E, love it. Absolutely. And um, unfortunately for the the West Bury Hotel, mm-hmm. their goose has well and truly been cooked. Oh, I like it, Jack. Well done. You win today. Well done. <laughs> Cheers, right. son. Okay. Cheerio. Cheers and cheerio. Cheerio.